You're listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared, a podcast where we take a break from the everyday hustle and bustle to muse about life, liberty, and the pursuit of randomness. Now here's Greg and Ross. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to episode 11 of Unmotivated and Unprepared. I'm Ross. And I'm Greg. And Greg, it's, uh, we, we, we wrapped up our London stuff, and so now we're back to boring topics. So I thought, <laughs> why don't we start out with a bang? And I think, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I might get a tattoo. You're going to get a tattoo, Ross? Like really a tattoo of all people, <laughs> well, th- you getting a tattoo seems like a, a, a strange development. Now, what, what, now, why would you, why would you think, why would you think that? Cause I don't have any, like what let's, let's dive into your thinking as to why Ross wouldn't want to get a tattoo. So I think about, I think about you, I think about people who get tattoos, right? And there's, there's always the, I'm a rebel for a cause. They got their first Mm -hmm. tattoo at 18 as soon as they were old enough to get one. Um, There are those people who've had real pain in their life. They want to get a tattoo of their, their kid or somebody else who got hurt or their mom or I get that. Uh, I get fitting in. I get that one. Like the people, all the people what rocking around nineties tribals these days, like they still have them from when they were trying to be George Clooney from, from dawn till dusk or whatever. Uh, but, but you, <laughs> you, but minus the fact that yes, you're into heavy metal and you're into like hard rock and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of a symbol of that style of music. Although nowadays I think hip hop's taking the, taking the crown with mm, face tattoos. That's true. That's true. That's um, true. Uh, you getting a tattoo has to have some sort of reason. There has to be some sort of big, aha moment where you went i want to put permanence on me which also you're not exactly a permanent kind of guy i mean i i am i mean i'm a i'm a permanent i mean permanent for a while like i'm a permanence guy in this so here's so here's my dilemma i'll just i'll just we'll just unpack the psyche of of my tattoo decision i've like so my brother my brother got a my brother has a few tattoos my wife has tattoos um i don't i like tattoos i think they're i think I think they look good. I, I, I appreciate the art. My problem was always, I don't know what to get. Cause I've always been like, yeah, I'd, I'd get a tattoo, not a necessarily like an obvious place, but I just don't know what I would get. Cause I I was always afraid like something will happen and then that, you know, get a tattoo of my name and then some, you know, some natural disasters named after my name and then just devastates all of America. And, you know, some super volcano named Ross kills, you know, half the population. And then I've got Ross tattooed on me. So, you know, I've always been like, to me, it's a, it's like a, I can't commit for me. So, but I finally, I finally found something that symbolizes like a mentality, a mindset that I have that I think I could commit to being tattooed on me and I finally know what I would get. My big dilemma now is who am I going to get to do it? Like that's, that's my problem now because I've got, I even sketched it up, Greg. Like I even sketched you drew it. What you drew it. I, I, well, I'm trust me, I'm going to have a professional do 
do it correctly. But I drew up the thought, the idea behind what I want um, on my iPad. I felt real trendy, you know, doing it on my iPad, very, very, very modern. Um, it's terrible drawing, but it gets across what I want. But now I'm like going through Instagram, I guess, and like trying to find like tattoo artists to like post their stuff that kind of matches the style. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be not a, like, I mean, cartoonish. Yeah, okay. Nasty, now I've really got you wondering. Okay. All right. It was like, now the question is. You get is, Jessica ever... Rabbit tattooed on you. I'm going to be scared on, on the choices <laughs> that you've been making and whether or not you've taken some uh, alternative substances. Yeah, yeah, I'm on mind altering substances as well. So, what happened was. Um, I was but... up late. I was doing weed watching Roger Rabbit. And I went, tattoo. I got to get it. a tattoo. This is it. <laughs> and then before I drew it, you know, before I drew it, I dropped a few. And then, like, anyways. Um, so. I'm like looking around Instagram like now. So how do you, for a service like that, for something where you want something unique, this day and age, I mean, is word of mouth better than Instagram? Because I go to Instagram and I look how many followers they have. And that's kind of my thing. So so wait, so you're an experienced guy, right? You've always been an experienced guy. That's sure. That, that's, that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do these things. It's, it's a journaling of life, right? So- yeah. I would imagine that for you, it's so much more, if it's going to be your first tattoo, it's about the experience of it. So here's what sure. I would suggest to you. Find a place that you want to go. So go to tattoo hubs, right? So you've got New York City, you've got Miami, you've got LA, very famous tattoo places, maybe Denver, Colorado. Think through places that you would go that would do that kind of art that you're looking for. Like, Do you want the surfer style art? Do you want that? that look, the goth look of LA? Do you want the more uh, artsy Latin style tattoos you get out of Miami? Do you want more the grungy, deep, dark, underground aesthetic that you get from New York? What is the symbol of the tattoos that you kind of want to get? And I would, I've watched too much ink. Uh, go, go find. I was like, I was like, dang, <laughs> this dude's going regional on us here, folks. But, but, but <laughs> that's what happens here late at night. And you're like, let's watch tattoos. Uh, and I don't have yeah. any, nor do I ever want any. Um, but for, and not that I'm anti-tattoo, but for you, I think because you have means, you have, you have enough money to make this, to, to pick out whoever you want, right. To do your tattoo. It's a permanent thing. It's a piece. Uh, I think for you, it means a lot more to go visit somebody who's kind of a more famous tattoo artist in a region that does the art you like than I think mm -hmm. just finding someone in San Antonio or, or Dallas or Austin that, that does that. I mean, for instance, if you yeah. do want graphite art, so if you wanted more of the, the, the symbol of pencil work, Houston's a great place for that, right? If I was ever going to get a pencil work tattoo, I'd go to Houston. That's where it was mm -hmm. very popular. That's where it came out of. Uh, for that that scene, definitely more of an urban urban look. Um, then I would pick Houston, but I don't think that's the art you're looking for. I think you're more the Ed Hardy look, the more the L.A. style of loud see, and. I, see, I you're. I'm gonna send you what I drew, like, and you're gonna you're not gonna say anything on the podcast. I just want to. <laughs> I just want. To, I want your I want your reaction. I'm gonna text it to you. All right. All right. Uh, here, here it comes. I'm gonna text it to you. So um, inbound. 
say? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> see, he thinks it's a joke now. He thinks it's a joke. But like, uh, obviously, this is not an artist ever. Ross's rendition of you could see the elements of what I would want um, in in the tattoo. Now, obviously, someone who drew like a cartoon, not necessarily anime style, but could do a really good job of like adding depth and shading and sure. color to that, like making it look real, like, like that's interesting. Do you want it to look like, real? It, do you want it to look like a real, like you want this to look realistic or do you want it to look somewhat um, close to this, the, the cartoony ish that you put I want it, this? I want it, I want it more cartoony, but I want like depth and shading. So think of it like a, like a, like a video game style, like where it's, yeah. You know, when it, not not quite not quite eighties version of that, but like more of like the two thousands or twenty tens version. So you of want an emblem see. marker? You want it to look like a shield more than you want it to look like a a live action Pixar Cor- type, type thing. Correct, correct. Yeah, like so, like, but but that's where that's where I need that's where I want a creative professional to obviously go and make this because that's that's their art too. They're an artist. You're just displaying that. You know, I, I've sure. always joked, and my wife is always, you know laughed at me when I said, when I find the tattoo I want, I'm going to give, give them an idea and say, my body is the canvas. You're the artist. And she's like, Oh my God, you're such a nerd. But I mean, they're, they're, they're going to didn't take that. It didn't take that to know that. I mean, there's, there's other indicators. There's other indicators. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was the, that was the thing that led her to believe that. (laughs) So, so anyways, but that's like, obviously way beyond that's like 5% of what ultimately it would look like. Sure. But those are, my goal was a couple of elements to, to incorporate. But, but I would, I would get you to, because this is, this is probably the one and only tattoo you probably ever will get. And it's yes. probably for you so much more about what that means to you. Oh yeah. I do know it's hyper personal. I know exactly what this is. Yes. Um, I think you need to decide which art form you want to take like which artist is going to to really drive it and i do think regionally i do think regionally you're going to find more artists that can do this type because i think a lot of people get drunk and go get a tattoo they go in a shop and get a tattoo and and i've been thinking about what tattoo i would want for 20 years yeah so they don't think about it they don't think about what it means they don't i mean i i'm I'm generalizing i think there's a lot of people who do really great body pieces but i think for you think about what art style you want that in and what artists can, can get there. I don't think you're going to want the sprinkle. There's a, there's a popular person on TikTok right now that does the, like, looks like glitter. She has glitter tattoos. They're like glittery oh. and they're, they're very cutesy and they're very, I don't think that's the look you're going for. But my point no, is, you that's could, not, you no, could, that'll be for my, that'll be for my lower back tattoo. I get yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. One <laughs> the one on the butt cheek, just the, the, yeah, butt yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 like someone just, Slapped me with glitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> that would be a great tattoo, though, if you got a handprint, yes. a, a, glitter hand, a glittery handprint, hand just wow. right on. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, but it would be it's probably the least painful. Me. I imagine the butt's probably yes. one of the least painful for that. But yes, I have to uh, ask someone who has a butt tattoo. <laughs> if that was Right. Do you have? How's that for a conversation starter? You know, you're in the grocery store, you're picking up produce. Do you have a butt tattoo? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but yeah, so I think you I think you should look at where I think you should plan a trip around it. I think that's that would get you hyped for it. I think you'd be excited about it. And it wouldn't just definitely be, get my definitely get my spouse excited too because she yeah. loves to travel. So yeah. Right, yeah, so, I don't think I don't think this would be going to Orlando for your Disney trip to get someone to do the art. No, I don't think that's, no, I don't think that's probably, where you would get. Probably not. No, probably <laughs> probably not a tag along item to a Disney trip. No. So so now you you said you you have no desire to get a tattoo. No, like that's no. not. It's just not something that's interesting to you, or or is it yeah. the permanence of it for you? Like what what why? Well, I think part of it's socialization. My brother, all right, same parents, but my brother was the absolute rebel. He's got. A bunch of tattoos it's his birthday today um he has tattoos oh. on his feet on his back on the back of his calves he's oh he's got one on the lower back um but he uh he he no longer i think it, he's grown up he doesn't want he was that rebel and he got tattoos for that reason ah uh, that was his reasoning okay i think he also liked just the, the culture that he was in at the time and and those things um my younger brother doesn't have tattoos and i don't have tattoos i think a lot of it was our was my father had a very influential mentor when he was a kid who and you gotta remember this is the this is the 60s right the 60s and sure. s- like late yep. 60s and the guy that was his it's his lifeguard he said that the having tattoos especially visible tattoos is a sign of the proletariat the, the working man right and i don't think it was pejorative i don't think it was negative it was just that idea that tattoos kind of symbolize they don't anymore and I'm not trying to be judgmental, but having a father who socialized you that way, it was just always that idea that tattoos were kind of that, they, they were they were a differentiator that didn't necessarily come with a positive aspect to it. Sure. Didn't always. Sure. And I think it always stuck. And so by the time I was now, I'm, look, I'm 40. At the, at the time when I was younger as a kid, I always thought about that as, as you don't want to get something that could hold you back or make it difficult. Now, granted, I could have gotten tattoos on other places that people couldn't see, but yeah. I think it was always that idea. Plus I have a really low pain thr- threshold. So I don't want to mm-hmm. be, I don't want to be in pain. I'm sure that what, my tattoo, if I ever went and sat down would be a dot where the first ink hit my skin and be like, that's it. Nope. Done. That's I'm out of here. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. No more. I've tattoo. got a dot. I've got, a, I've got a physical dark dot on my skin and that's about yes. as much tattoo as I can yeah. get. So there's some of that that's too. All. I can't be all just super, you know, theoretical philosophical about it yeah there's 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 a physical pain aspect too okay well that's fair well i'll let you know how my um my tattoo journey goes um and yeah i want to know the quest i want to know the quest now that you know yeah now that you know what it is if you see something in your late night inked watching that you're like hey this artist in 20 years when you hit your midlife crisis um or 10 um is going to be available at that time. I think they would be good. <laughs> Let me know because that's the problem. These popular people is like, you got like four years to sit on it because you know, they're so popular and, but they do good work. I mean, that's why it's, it's it depends on how big it is. commissioning work. Yeah. It depends on how big it is and how much money it is. I mean, it, it, I'm sure with what you're asking for and where you're going to put it, I think you'd have a lot more opportunity to get a, a, a more famous artist than say the yeah. weirdos that just go, I want to put it on my, my junk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's like, ouch. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking calf. I'm thinking yeah. calf. And my calves are, I got chicken legs. My calves are tiny. So it's going to be like a one inch by one inch square, probably. <laughs> but they're going to be like, uh, I don't have a whole lot to work with there, sir. Are you sure you don't want to put it somewhere else? Because uh, I have a whole lot there. So I can start uh, working on my 
start 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 bulking up my calves you know increase the canvas space now i was i was born with tiny chicken legs so all right um so man we've we, we did some traveling with with london you've you've traveled right you went to boston recently yeah yeah i went to boston yeah yeah for work i was up there for work but i took a couple days to go to to spend um uh, visiting i've been to boston before uh, several times for work and different things and i'd gone up there for vacation about 10 years ago so revisiting it now or 11 years ago revisiting it now was an opportunity to you know kind of see it with someone else see it see it differently uh, yeah. and see how it had changed uh and it only had a couple of days went to salem went to salem saw saw okay. that wackadoo like that is yeah. that's a whole that's a whole thing. I, I mean, I do recommend going if it just just because sure. you can see 1970s tourist traps, uh, mannequins made by college kids that did way too much weed and LSD. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like it kind of looks like a human. That's that's <laughs> kind of looks like what it should look like. Yeah, like they these had are these fun. are <laughs> wax museums made in a dark garage. Like it's like it's just like. It's, it's like leftover wax from something else. Hurry, hurry, mold yeah. it together. Oh man, yeah. it's scary. And the, and you could tell that they don't exactly dust. There was there was there was like four inches of dust on each of the leaves in the in the in the in the dioramas. Ooh, and they're really big in this whole like witch trial thing, right? That's what put Salem on the map. Of course, actually, I think it's Hocus Pocus put them on the map because everybody who yeah. was there, everything was about Hocus Pocus the movie. Yep, yep. Uh, and millennials, of course, love that movie. It was a you know VHS archive item that every kid had from classic have you watched the yeah. new one yet i haven't have seen the new, the new one? one i can't even believe yeah, they no. made a movie of 30 yeah, years no no, no spoilers i i was pleasantly surprised i mean i had my bar set pretty low i feel like there might have been a little bit of a cgi makeup on some of the ladies who were returned returning from the oh original. i'm sure um I'm sure. but uh but yeah i was pleasantly surprised I, I'd, I'd recommend it yeah i i think i i rewatched hocus pocus the other day and it it really it looks like a made no wonder it didn't do well it looks like a made for tv movie like you watch yeah. it and it, it, yes. i mean it's great it's great nostalgia but it looks like a made for tv movie like it's uh-huh. it's the start of the disney kids series uh, you yes. could just you could have just replaced those actors with mary kate nashley olsen at that time and that would have played out just fine the director vhs yes. like yes. kids movies 100 percent yes uh sorry mary kate nashley not that they're listening to our stuff uh why would they uh, but anyways, <laughs> the the Salem thing was interesting. It was, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty to be up there. You could definitely feel like it was fall. Uh, it was crisp air. I think every and oh man, and everybody was out with costumes and being just Halloween all day. It was Halloween town. If you ever wanted to see Halloween, like it probably should it. be, that's that's where you go. So that was fun. And then the next day, walked around. Uh, visited a couple of different things in, in Boston, but then we did a duck tour and, uh, a, if you've never done a duck tour, well, hold on a, a duck tour. Yeah. A duck. So a duck like, is a, a military amphibious vehicle. Oh, okay. Was I was thinking quack, quack. And I'm like, wait, I'm Oh sorry, no, that's what? part of it. It's part of the tour. I mean, duck, duck Tracy was our, was our tour guide. And each of the tour guides have their own, have their own kind of thing that they do their own. Shtick. Why do I, why do I feel like that was, wait, it was that the missing episode between Darkwing duck duck tails. And did we miss duck Tracy or was he actually in one of those? Because I'm a, talk about nineties nostalgia for millennials. Wow. Yeah. Anybody and, and, who wasn't growing up and just does not know what I just talked about. 
And I couldn't hope for the guy to stop. So duck tours, I mean, they're 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 cheesy, right? It's it's a it's it's a tour around Boston in a duck, very uncomfortable kind of seating, like a like a bus. Like, uh, a, like hop a school on, bus, hop off. like a school bus. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and and it's it's not a lot of room, not a lot of seats, not a lot of position. It hurts your butt after a while. And this tour is like an hour and forty five minutes. Oof. Uh, is it really that much so, to see in Boston? So you're going around and you're driving. Well, a lot of it's to traffic, right? We happen to get on at five o'clock. <laughs> that's, so, that's fair. Like five o'clock traffic driving through the city, and then of course it goes into you know into the actual river, right? It goes into is that Charles River. It goes into the river. And, and drives around for a bit at six miles an hour. So you can feel like you got in the water. But yeah, so the, each of the characters have a shtick. And this guy we get on, he's dressed in a, a trench coat, a duck tie. He's got a fedora with a duck, uh, a duck ribbon around it. And he, he starts doing that overly emphasized 1920s, 1930s, well, 1930s style of, you know, yeah, Shane, this is what we're going to do, Shane. This is what I said. Oh, to wow. But he didn't even do it very well, right? Like, so he was trying to do this voice for uh, 15 minutes. And I kept, I, I want to throw something at him. I was like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah stop stop it. <laughs> like, why are you doing it? Also, that's not how Dick Tracy sounded. So why no. are you doing that? But apparently ducks yeah. sound like that when they're doing the voice of, of oh, detectives. Oh, so a Dick Tracy duck, i.e. Duck Tracy. Duck Tracy, right. Spot on a side note, on, a, on a side note, before we go to continue on this duck tour journey, have you ever th- sat around and thought about the conundrum of D- Dick Tracy? I have. Like, he's Detective Tracy, right? Which is a dick, right? That's what it is, right? Because a private yes, detective yes. is a private dick. So yes. as, a, as a kind of um, dismissism of D-E-C, right? Dick, right? Mm-hmm, Basically. Mm-hmm. But also, we don't know what Dick Tracy's first name is. Is his first name Richard? Which is also nicknamed Dick. So is it yes. Dick Dick Tracy? That's true. And then, right. is it Dick Dick like the animal in the oh, zoo? Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. So, so then it's like, there's a whole nother wait, thing. that's a whole nother series. An animal, a Dick Dick that's a detective, Dick right. Dick Tracy. Yeah. Or is it his first name? Because, because his, his love interest, right, she always calls him Tracy or she calls him Dick, but she inter- interchangeably in the comic strip, but mm. calls him Tracy a lot. So, which so could have been the old name, day. Tracy. Right. And he's Dick Tracy what? Yeah, Dick Tracy right. what? Like, what's exactly. his last name? Right. That's interesting. Also, sometimes they call him just Dick. Hey, Dick, we got this, right? But most of the yes. time it's Tracy. Yeah. Most of the time it's yes. Tracy. And I assume it's his last name. But, like, what's his first name? Maybe his last name is Richard. And his first name, maybe he's Tracy Richards. So it's Dick Tracy he's... Dick? Yes. I was just saying how many times we could say this word in our podcast and not, and not tag it as explicit. Um, right. Because we're not actually referring to male genitalia. We're no, referring no, to detective no. Tracy. Right. Yeah. So that's, you, you've spent way too much time thinking about that. Totally something I would do though. So, yes. So, so I, I, that, that, whenever I see Dick Tracy, it's always just like, wait, which one is it? Is it, is anyways. Yeah. So duck Tracy, so the one thing they make you do every time you pass another, you pass people who are waving at you or whatever. And I did this tour 10 years ago when this, when this company only had three boats or 11 years ago, when they oh, only wow. had three boats, okay. now they have 28 boats. So they've grown to be a much bigger, they used to pick you up at your that's, hotel. Yeah. That's quite, that's quite the fleet. Yeah. They used to pick you up at your hotel and they'd pick everybody up and then drive. Now they have actually like two depots where you can get picked up for, for the, uh, 
the tour. So I thought that, so they've, they've become a, a force. They've become a tour force for this whole thing. But anyways, the one thing they make you do is they quack at people who wave at you or quack out whatever, right? It's for kids, right? Yeah, yeah. But this guy wanted to be slick. And his whole thing is he would do the dragnet theme. And he would go, duck, da, duck, duck. And everybody's supposed to say, quack. So that got old, like after the first time. Just the first time. Just the first time. And then every other time after that, it was just like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're like, you're like, okay, it was cute. You did it once. It's like when somebody says, it's like when somebody says, I can't hear you. (sighs) That wasn't loud enough. Clap, clap. clap. It's like, okay, you're done. You don't need, like, if you can't get that much applause, you're not good enough. I'm sorry. It's just just how it works. Plus, it was like a five o'clock. Half the people on there didn't speak English. Like, they're like non English speaking tourists. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just coming to like try to figure out what's going on. So they don't understand these like norms and these things that he's trying to do. So right. very confusing to them. So was it, was it valuable? I mean, would you recommend if I go to Boston, I've been to Boston. I think I, geez, I don't even remember. I think I've been to Boston once, but clearly it wasn't memorable enough. No, I've just been to Philadelphia and up the, no, I've never been to Boston, Massachusetts. So tell me more. Is it valuable? So Boston's very expensive. What I thought was interesting is that for three days in Boston, it costs the same as what we spent for a week, seven days in London, right? Just wow. crazy expensive. That's what I heard. I had a I had a, a coworker go go to a um, two friends concert, which they're two friends. It's a DJ duo that mixes pop pop songs, and they were like, "Oh, this Boston thing is really cool." And he was like, "Never mind, it's too expensive." Yeah, it's it's way too expensive, and I think Boston's a cool city. It's got. It's it has you know the Italian influence. It has a long history, obviously the Boston Tea Party. For people who are American historians, I think that's great. It's also got a heavy because they have a uh, positive tax incentive for movie makers. They've made a lot of movies there, made a lot of films there, right? Because they're trying, we're trying to pull people out of New York City and make movies in their city. Because they also realize uh, okay. you, you make movies that in the draw. city. Yeah, if you make movies in that city, people are going to come visit your city to see where the movie was made. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. That makes sense. Cause you, you've got that, you've got that kind of the, the appeal of like where, you know, all the things and you know, the landmarks and, and those type of things. So it's, right. it's kind of a tourism play as well as a potential pulling people in there. So man, yeah, that's so expensive, not, but, but well, I mean, worth a, worth a weekend trip at some point. I, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think there's things you can do there. I mean, I've done it before. I think not much has changed. That's the fun part about Boston. It doesn't change much. So you've got the Children's Museum, the Science Museum. It's a science museum. It's an awesome museum. I think you get you can play with lots of different science things. It teaches you all about physics. It was just an amazing museum to go to. You have plenty of tours. You can go. I mean, the last time I was there, I had the same kind of experience 11, 11 years ago, whatever. I did the American Heritage Tour, which is they walk you around like all these places. And I had a guy doing Louis Black impression the whole tour. Like everything he did was with angry fingers and just doing Lewis Black and like the whole way that he yeah enunciates yeah. words and gets mad about things. Yeah, he like did Lewis that Black. Was, that was his that was time. his thing. Man, you just get you get the whole crew coming out. You got Duck Tracy, you got Lewis Black impersonation. Like what will they come up with next? They gotta keep reinventing themselves. Man. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go on the Cat Williams version of a tour though. That would be That would be uh, great. That would be great. So I did. What are we at? What are we at on time? At where? 
typical time. Well, real real quick, I did. I recently went to Oktoberfest in my not in Germany, in my hometown, um, small town of Fredericksburg, and um, I I grew up there all my life. Never went to it because as a local, these things you just avoid them, you know. And I realized I quickly realized that all it was was San Antonio's fiesta with a German flair. Yes. Is all it was like everything on a stick to eat. Of course. Lots of, lots of beer, lots of alcohol, crowded people cramped in. But, um, I was probably most entertained in during Oktoberfest by the, the, the small number of carnival games, which the only one they really had was the one where you, you hit the thing and the little, you know, ding, it goes up to the top. You mm-hmm. see, you know, feats of strength type of thing. And how much like the people in line were all just trying to like prove, like prove something, but it was really all about where you hit it. Like in, in like the mm-hmm. style of how you hit it. And then I saw how much they were charging people for that. And I'm like, man, the carny business is good right now. I'm like they're making serious coin on this. It was like five bucks to hit the little thing three times. I'm like, man, inflation's a real thing. You, know, you don't want to like, be a carny, Ross. You don't want to be a carny. Hey, I think, I don't know. Maybe there's an appeal to that. Probably not. But maybe there's maybe there's well, some sort of like traveling around appeal to being a carnival worker. What's interesting about Texas, thinking about carnivals, is that have you ever noticed in Texas, one, it's the heat, right? So we put everything in the either, either early spring or winter, like the rodeos yes. in February, right? We put it in yeah, yeah. when it's cool. Right, because you can be outside longer. So all yep. the people that are the carnies are the people from Michigan and Minnesota who come down here in the uh, in the winter time because you, no one's going outside in Minnesota and Michigan. Yeah, no, no, so, no, no. Hard so they pass. come down here with their Ferris wheels and their unsafe roller coasters and their carny games to do that. Right? I don't even know. Is carny a negative term? Like, is, like, are we supposed I don't to know. not say? Carnival operators. I don't know. I don't, I don't see, I mean, like, I don't, I don't intend it to be a negative term because like, that's just like, yeah, that's just something that's like, I would, you know, well, Archie, for me, that's like like calling it, calling an IT person, like a nerd or something to me. It's like, it's just like, that's like kind of a a term for it. But yeah. Well, I think back now the Archie comic book company actually had a, had a, had a comic book series, very, very short lived called the carnies. It was a family of carnival workers in Archie comic books. I think I have, I think well, I have a copy of and it. If, Ar- if Archie comic books, says <laughs> yeah, it's okay. obviously that it's probably all right. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Check myself. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was good. Did you have a, did you, did you frequent carnivals growing up? Did you have like a favorite carnival game that you play as a kid? Like we all had those games. I know mine. I know what mine was, but did you have like a carnival game that you played or anything that you did? So growing up, uh, they used to have the fests on the German military bases on the military base mm-hmm. uh, and the, in England too. They would always have a, a fest one time of the year where they would bring the, the carnival onto the military installation. And it was all Americans yeah. that would go to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember one year or uh, several years, they had this giant Viking, they had a water flume ride and then this uh-huh. giant vi- viking that would it was called wild wasser right which is ah, wild yes. wild water and he would yeah, say things yeah. in german with his big beer with his beer big beer stein and say german things to you to get on the ride Allo Leute, like it like <laughs> coming mid here <laughs> on wild wasser 
It's like, come on, little children, get on the ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, <laughs> but uh, no, my dad wasn't real big on letting us play a lot of carnival games because he knew they were rigged. Uh, very logical oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very logical man. I, I do remember my brothers always wanted to play and they'd get snookered into it all the time of like, like trying to yeah. throw the ring on the milk bottle. Ring toss. Yeah. Ring yeah. toss or the, the basketball. It's like, yeah. maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's the Lakers problem right now. They're shooting on carnival, uh, carnival rings because <laughs> they can't make a shot for anything. And I'm like, that's yeah, what I know. it is. Give uh, LeBron a call and say, Hey, I know what the problem is. They're, they're cramping your, your, your hoop there. They're making it thinner yeah. than it is long. Like I was like, my game was uh, the stupid coin pushing off the edge game. Oh, I love that. Where game. you drop That's the so coin. Much fun. In. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. It was an absolute blast. I was addicted to it. What am I getting from it? That one little keychain that might it's fall. It's kid off? gambling. Like, it's kid gambling. Oh, it's totally kid gambling. Like, that's when I knew I had to. I'd have to moderate myself in Vegas, which now we we know from before. My Vegas budget is very small. If they had one of those coin machines in Vegas with real quarters, and you're just dropping quarters in, which they probably do somewhere, um, Circus Circus hooked. does for sure. Oh, I don't. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> but 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 I was just reading about this. Uh, so you know how like ga- true gambling has rules. Like there's a you have to pay back. Mm-hmm. Like ninety two percent of whatever you take, like you have, you can only make eight percent off the top, right? That's all you can make from what was put yeah. in the machine. Yeah. Uh, but on kids gambling, on kids gambling machines, like the things at Dave and Buster's, there's no rules for that's true. How often you have to win? Yeah, it's tickets, and and it, there's no like you can throttle it to right. So you could give out jackpots of the time. Yeah, give jackpots out only one percent of the time. Whereas on other machines, if you were in Vegas, you have to win a certain amount. Uh, I feel like that's like money. a lawsuit, like a like a YouTube advertising lawsuit about to happen again, where they were like gathering data on what kids were watching and they got busted for that. Or we should do busted, a class action lawsuit against Dave and Buster's for 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 took, <laughs> took too many of my tickets. <laughs> I never got that spider glow in the dark spider ring because I never yeah, it all has jackpot. to do with the fact that the the idea is they're just for entertainment. And there is no monetary yes. incentive to play the game. That's really what it yes. is, right? Yeah, Gambling is tickets, associated with monetary. Yeah. yeah, and that Xbox up there that costs, you know, 500,000 tickets, you'll never get. I wonder if anybody's ever gotten one of those. Like They, they, they probably lost their like, tickets before they ever got there. They right, love the cards right. now. You lose those cards all the time. How many times do you go to Dave & Buster's and like get a new one? Yeah, you just get a new card. Yeah, every time you're like, oh, well, this is, where's that one card? And then so somebody walks in there and like, like I want one of everything, and they got like ten million tickets Dude, on their card. On a, like, on a side note, thinking about games from Dave and Buster's, I totally want to buy that Sega horse racing game. Like if I had a giant oh, room in yeah. my house, I would have the horse bidding game from Sega. Yes, yes, absolutely. For. I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm sure you could. Where there's a will, there's a way. If you can buy a British taxi, which I don't think we talked about. But, oh man, um, we should totally talk about that. <laughs> we got we got things that things that we want to buy that are very very impractical, right? Very impractical <laughs> for us to buy. Well, we're coming up on time, Greg, and we've got a like, got I got a whole list of of things I want to talk with you about, like um, experiences that you can buy that can come to you. Um, so one teaser, hibachi to you. Apparently, you, this is a thing. You can actually have a like hibachi come to your house. Um, so 
I think there's some that are really good ideas, but I want to brainstorm because I think we could we could maybe make millions on coming up with some ideas that are some good uh, experiences that could be brought to the person. Um, I think there's also some bad ones that we can mine out of there that would make for good conversation as well. So um, that's uh, I think that's. I think that's next topic. That's next topic is is in home experiences, in home experiences, and both good and bad, and a bonus round of, um, am I living in a box or are you living in a box? Because I've discovered some new sports and some new things that I've never heard of, and apparently hundreds of millions of people enjoy this these sports, and so I'm curious. Am I the only one living in a in a in a small small dark box, or are you and others living in a small dark box? So more to come on that. So, all right, Greg. As always, it was great talking to you, and I'll talk to you soon, man. Bye. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unmotivated and Unprepared. Join us again next time as we continue to meander through random topics at a pace defined by our mood, the weather, and what happened five minutes earlier.